dig. What's up? Welcome to the Things We Dig podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. On today's episode, Ghostbusters, baby. Egon's very uh, Donatello. You saw ghosts. Who would you call? Bustin' makes me feel good. <laughs> I'm down for Egon. Hey, 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 my friends. Welcome to another episode of Things We Dig. As always, I'm Chris Fig. Hey there, it's Alex. Welcome back, it's Steven. What's up, all you spooky guys? It's the other Chris. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It's Dave. All right, dudes. Like I said, welcome back to another episode of Things We Dig. So to kick things off, talk about a few trailers that just recently dropped. There's a new Buzz Lightyear movie Disney's going to be making. Have you guys seen the trailer? And if so, what were you guys' thoughts on this new Buzz Lightyear movie? I'm stoked for it. I think it looks interesting, but I'm also questioning why. I don't want to I don't want to talk shit on it, but I was kind of like, why not get a Woody origin story first? Whoa. Okay. Who knows, man? It might be coming up, you know, Woody's Roundup. Maybe we'll get that backstory. Yeah, Fig definitely had a Woody for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was also pretty buzzed when I watched the trailer. Oh, there you Ooh. go. And what'd you think? Um, I'm honestly, I mean, it's one of those things we had talked about it in our group chat. You know, Disney for sure is milking on the Toy Story franchise. But with Toy Story 4, I was like, this movie's not needed. But with Buzz Lightyear, I'm like, all right, that movie's probably not needed either. But it looks really fucking cool. And some of the action scenes and animation style looks a step above what Pixar has done in the past. So I'm actually pretty excited to see this movie. The animation part of it really stood out. They're getting really crazy with what they can do, but the whole space shots and stuff look pretty cool. So, I mean, it's definitely a big change outside of the Toy Story world, but still within it. So I'm obviously mm. gonna give it a watch. We'll see, see how it goes. Yeah, like you guys are saying, the animation definitely looks light years ahead of other things that <laughs> Pixar's done. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, but for real, now I got showing win. the shots of the movie. I it did seem I would watch it just for the cinematography aspect to see you know what they're pushing technology wise. As far as the story goes, though, I mean I hope it's good, but it's definitely not something I was hoping for, looking for. Mm-hmm. I think the age range is not us for this movie, but it still looks good. One of you guys mentioned Dude. in the group chat if they made an R-rated Buzz Lightyear movie. I'd be all for that. Oh, yeah. Nope. yeah. <laughs> Don't you think, like, it would almost be cool even, too, if it was, like, a uh, live action, almost, like, similar to um, Stormtrooper, like Starship Christopher Nolan, or, like, any, any Interstellar, any good <laughs> just fucking sunshine even, you know, just that style of, like, cinematography, but with Buzz Lightyear. Oh, like... Uh, <laughs> and it's just crazy. Like Starship Troopers, but Buzz Lightyear's. <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. Oh, so after I watched this trailer, I was uh, I was slinking in my chair. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just one of these movies where, like, let's say, like Ocean's Eight. That's originally, or like a Ten Cloverfield Lane. It's originally not connected to the original stories, but they throw on that name just to uh, make that extra buck on that recognition. So yeah. I feel they could have done this without making it about Buzz Lightyear. True. They could have just made it a cool animated space adventure. But you know, like you said, it's a cash grab. So no matter what, they can put your name on it and most likely we'll see it. Also, Chris Pratt being in it, Chris Pratt being in so many cash grab movies. Uh, Mario. uh, Chris Chris, Chris Pine. Chris Pine? No. Chris Chris Evans. Chris Evans. (laughs) Oh, I'm just throwing out Chris's left and right. My bad. 
Yeah. One of these motherfucking Chris's. One of the Chris's. One of those handsome gentlemen. I thought Chris Pratt honestly was doing it. So I was like, damn, he's doing so much. Uh, Yeah, Chris Evans, uh, Captain America. Mm, My bad. Buzz Lightyear now. It's going to be his most famous role. Yeah, it might it might just be. So another trailer that recently just dropped, Dave, you had sent this over to us, but that new Peter Jackson documentary on the Beatles with uh, 57 hours of unseen footage. What are your guys' thoughts on that new project? I myself actually have not seen the trailer yet, but I'm a huge Beatles and Peter Jackson fan, so I don't even think I need to watch the trailer to know that I'm going to check that shit out. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is it... Is it a time that a, that a, a video group went in and recorded a time that they recorded an album, a specific album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys know? What album it was, or or is it just fifty seven hours of footage of their history? And that's from the the Let It Be album because the the series is called Get Back, which is you know one of the Beatles songs from the Let It Be album. Mm. So I mean, there's a lot of footage already on them making that album, which was their last album made. Um, Abbey Road, I think, was made around the same time, like very, very closely around the same time. So I am curious to see like what new footage, because I mean, Steve, you had the anthology and I believe you let me borrow it back in the day. And I watched all of it, which goes over pretty much the history of the Beatles, a lot of interviews with them, you know, prior to to some of their deaths, a lot of collaborations they did over the, the years. So I'm really curious to see like what other footage they got from from making that album. And I would say that's probably one of their more, you know, a lot of their albums are su- super famous, but I would say that one is probably one of the like like top ones that people remember them from. So I'm very mm-hmm. excited to to see this documentary. And Peter Jackson, like you said, Chris, dude, just that much more excited for it. It was sick too, because it even has uh, Bill Withers just in there, dude, just jamming with them as well. So I was like, man, this is going to be dope. Definitely something I'm gonna get a little shimurky too before i watch <laughs> uh-huh. probably but a little a little toky son <laughs> i mean there's right i i say that for like everything i watch <laughs> it's like a bad idea honey the the tuesday night news is on you want to you want to smoke a little bit <laughs> a burn. Guys wanna get high? <laughs> have you guys known peter jackson to do documentaries like I bet he's he's oh, dabbled before. Bro, if you have not seen it, you need to watch They Shall Not Grow Old. They take World War One footage and colorize it and slow it down and make mm. it modern. And and dude, it's fucking mind I've heard of that. I've heard of that. That's Very cool. good. I would, I would 10 out of 10. Peter Jackson. All right. I have faith that this documentary will be pretty sweet. Yeah, I got to watch the trailer. So uh, when we were out over the past couple of weeks, uh, DC had its big annual, new annual event, the uh, Fandom. Think they call it and uh they released a bunch of new trailers some really dope ones uh did you guys check out that batman trailer dude i didn't think i could be more hyped for that movie but this new trailer elevated that hypeness man i i'm i'm sold now on robert pattinson i mean obviously i got to see the movie the full movie but i'm sold that he could portray batman in a really unique portrayal so the new scenes that they added to it and dude colin farrell as the penguin dude transformation complete dude he understood the assignment because he kills it and and, and the little bit of footage you see him as he really brought it so i'm i'm very excited for this movie Mm -hmm. yeah man for me uh 
it looks really sick to see him as Batman. I'm super stoked, especially like you were saying with Colin Farrell and that shot of him walking up on the car, like with the fire behind him. It looks amazing. But I'm stoked to see him as Bruce Wayne. Some of those shots with him and like just the way they had him dressed and styled and like the vibe they were putting out. Uh, I think he might really kill it in that aspect of it. So I'm excited to see what direction they go with that part of his character. Uh, early reports say that he's only Bruce Wayne from maybe 10% of the movie. Very oh, little shit. time. Really? Yeah, I'm excited. I think the Riddler, I mean, everybody's in it. Catwoman's in it. Zoe Kravitz, I think, is playing her. She is. Uh, the Riddler, it was in the, the actor who was in There Will Be Blood. Amazing. Paul Dano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's going to be like not huge, blown Hollywood fucking names, but great actors all around. Zoe Kravitz, I don't really know too much about her, but just Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think Paul Dano is going to kill it as a Riddler. And I like the the take they're doing on it. He's not like the Jim Carrey or the Riddler from, you know, comic books or the animated series where he's kind of more animated and sort of like, you know, he has this like charismatic to him. He seems like he's like truly a lot of people were comparing him to the Zodiac killer, you know, leaving these clues and these messages. And we all we all know Paul Dano can be a super crazy weirdo. So I'm really excited to see him in that role too as well mm-hmm. when uh they announced this batman movie uh at the time wasn't it originally gonna be a ben affleck fucking directed batman flick or something and then over time it kind of morphed into this project but i remember just thinking like man like we have so many iterations of batman i know there's so many different takes on the comics you know and different storylines where you could really like tweak the story and make it a little different every time. But as with any Batman series that's coming out, I was like, man, I hope this isn't just going to be like a complete flop. And then you hear Robert Pattinson, you're like, oh, it's kind of hard to see that. But this movie looks awesome. And it mm-hmm. it looks super dark. How you were saying, Fig, too. It's um, the Riddler's portrayal is past iterations always just seemed a little more on the like cartoony side with him. So I think we're going to be really impressed and shocked by this film, dude. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne and Andy Serkis. We got a first glimpse of him as Alfred. I'm really, you know, intrigued to see how he brings, what he brings to the table as Alfred too in this movie, so. Yeah, I don't know that I've seen him in anything not CGI, so that'll be dope. I have, I love his CGI performances, so if you, you can- have in uh, Black Panther. Oh yeah, oh, you're right. Shit. He was the uh, he was that buff ass uh, villain dude who he did a great job, man. Claw, claw, dude. And actually, um, you're a little wrong there too, Chris. He is CGI'd in this film too. He wears the whole getup. They make him look a little bit older. So, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> my bad. Uh, uh, Melissa, my wife, when she saw the trailer, she's like, "Oh, she's like that's the guy from Devil Wears Prada," and I guess he's in that movie. Oh I, my I, gosh, I had no idea. That's awesome. And I'm like, Andy Circus did not wear the green suit to play Golem for like 200 hours to be known as the guy from Devil Wars Prada. Show, <laughs> yeah. show some respect, please. Dude, he's Caesar from fucking yeah. Canada. Yeah. I was about to say, bow down to Caesar. <laughs> if he can do like all those and the fact that he acted so good that Chris didn't necessarily notice that he was that in that movie, like he's going to kill it as Alfred. I already know. Isn't he British? I'm assuming. Alfred, yeah, or maybe Australian or something. You mean just in general? Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Oh, no, I think he is British. I think he is. I guess Alfred doesn't have to be British. 
because it's in Gotham. He could be. Um, can we get the guys in the back to look this up for us? No, yeah. sorry. <laughs> the, uh... Jamie, can you fact check that for us, please? <laughs> yeah. the, the producers are telling me right now that he is British. <laughs> <laughs> can we have somebody that have like their volumes a little softer in the background? They're like, guys, it's uh yes, he is British. <laughs> or it would it would almost be funny to have. I remember there was a. I think it was part in the interruption back in the day used to have like a, how many, how many did we get wrong at the end? It'd be like an intern. You'd be like, all right, you guys talked about this. You were wrong completely. <laughs> this is the, this is the real fact. I know. It, I wish it, we were fact checking each other. It would be funny to have a running joke, like a producer's checking our shit and there's just nobody. fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I should be like, yeah. you're lying. That's a lie, Dave. Dave's Dude, lying. The producers in the chat right now telling me this is, this is legit, bro. So fuck off. Uh, so I want to ask you guys this question. So this new Batman movie is supposed to be a trilogy. And I'm assuming, you know, they're going to base it off how successful this first movie is, which I, I'm putting all my eggs in the basket. I'm going to guess it's going to be relatively pretty successful, if not a big hit. But what villain of Batman's would you guys want to see portrayed in this Robert Pattinson Batman universe? First person that comes to mind for me, man, would be Poison Ivy. Oh. Just because she was good in the, what is that, Batman Forever? Yeah. You no, know, but it was like campy. The whole movie was. So it'd be oh, cool yeah. to see like a dark, realistic version like and what Riddler. you could do with that. That'd be, be pretty cool. What about Mr. Freeze as well, dude? I was going to say Mr. Freeze. And the yeah. same thing. All those actors in that movie were so cartoony and flashy, but having them like dark. Poison Ivy, she's actually just like a chick who like, is a master chemist that like fucking yeah. poisons people and shit. Dude, Mr. Freeze is like dark and super serious role, but it's still Schwarzenegger. They bring him back. Oh. <laughs> it's like just gruntled with a beard and just, I'm down. I dig it. I think this would be the perfect uh, vehicle for Dave Bautista to make his his Bane debut. Oh, Ooh. nice, dude. That's Hell yeah, man. I'd be down with that. In, uh, in uh, Dune, Sorry, just nothing, not not getting anything crazy, but he plays a pretty fucking menacing looking guy. I could see him as Bane. Bane, man. Hell yeah. I would almost like them to throw one in there that's not traditionally just been in a lot of the other movies. Like you know, I don't know who that would really be. I know. I'm trying to um, one that would be really cool from the comics that I don't, they've only ever done in the animated movies would be the Court of Owls, man. That would Ooh. be really cool to see. That would fit perfectly for for what this vibe is giving us, or even the Hush, the arc that um, they recently just did an animated movie on that. I think Hush would work perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it would be too similar to what they're doing in this first movie, but that'd also be another adaptation I'd like to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The Hugo Strange, too. That's That could be an interesting storyline they could play on. Yeah, man. Super excited for this movie. But I say, uh, let's move on, my dudes. But I want to ask you guys, do you guys believe in ghosts? I believe in orbs, but I have not seen a ghost. Like a, like a lightning orb? Like a ball of light in the in a camera orb so what is that what is that yeah. orb what do you think that orb is then um i think it could be a dust particle or it could actually be a soul floating around all right all I'm right full of shit so i don't know <laughs> what about you dave you believe in ghosts i believe i would say so yeah i'd say uh definitely maybe not by like oh you see like a ghost ghost but definitely like spirits or energy that's still here on a different plane you know so i guess a ghost for sure mm -hmm. spirits and uh how about you steve have you ever had a close encounter with a ghost um 
I believe in ghosts only if I, I I want to believe in ghosts. You know what I mean? If I sit there late at night and I start thinking about it, and then I fully believe after that. Yeah, start hearing <laughs> shit. Start myself, yeah. Yeah. And how about you, Chris? If you saw a ghost, who would you call? Oh, uh, shit, man. Ghostbusters, baby. Hell, motherfucking yeah, you call the Ghostbusters. <laughs> so all this ghost talk today, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Who are you going to call? Hey-o. <laughs> Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs> Bustin does make me feel good, Dave. So, so yeah, so I chose these movies, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, some of my all-time favorite movies since I was a wee child and just always loved these movies. Um, just going to do a quick synopsis, you know, in case anyone's been living under a rock for the last 37 years. So Ghostbusters starring Bill Murray as Peter Vinkman, Harold Ramis, R.I.P., as Egon, Dan Aykroyd as Ray Stance, and Winston, portrayed by Ernie Hudson, who essentially are exterminators of ghosts in New York of the 1980s. So ton of evil arises and... Like I said, who are you going to call? The Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So I will leave it at that. So I'm going to pass it on to you guys. What are your guys' thoughts on the first Ghostbusters movie? Yeah, I mean, I thought that shit was crazy. I mean, the CGI or what little they used of just the ghost and Slimer going around. I thought it was pretty cool. And that this movie introduced me to all of those actors and um, kind of opened up a world of comedy and shit. I mean, you know, you name it. Those guys are pretty pretty brilliant on their own i dug it i love both ghostbusters one and two and i just gotta say to start off uh fuck everyone on the internet man because i looked up the imdb and it had way lower scores than i thought a classic of this caliber should have man i was disappointed to see that but i I watched them all throughout my youth man my brother had both the the vhs's of them and played them all the time and the stay puff marshmallow man scene is like still one of my favorite movie Mm -hmm. scenes of all time amazing um for me i mean my favorite ghostbusters probably the one played by i'd say uh melissa mccarthy you know but <laughs> uh, dave, no. dave, what movie is that dave has left the room y'all Ghost, uh, ghostbusters 3 and his connection is dropping i don't i don't <laughs> recall such a film no yet. but uh ghostbusters man for me too obviously this film came out before we were born but i don't remember how old the first time i was when i watched it but just the opening scene with the ghost, with the lady, that was enough to be like, open the film up with a bang, dude, to just get you instantly drawn oh, in. You're yeah. like, all right, let's see where this is going. And even though it was made in the 80, a lot of these effects are still like pretty freaky looking, dude. Yeah, definitely a classic. Uh, I think of all those classic scenes and just I had it on VHS and I'm always going back and thinking about uh, every part of the movie that has like a standout scene, like that library scene or, um, you know, the eggs popping up on the uh, the kitchen oh, yeah. counter. Mm-hmm. They used to scare the, the shit out of me. Oh, uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, oh, Rick, yeah, Rick Moranis, classic. Oh. My favorite part of the movie. Oh, he's so great in this movie. Um, there's this Netflix series called The Movies That Made Us, and Ghostbusters was on it. And it just shows a little bit of how the movie was made, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. So a lot of these scenes you guys are talking about, like these like CGI effects or just these effects in general were kind of made on the spot. Like Dave, you're talking about the library scene and the cards, you know, flickering out like they didn't know how to do that. 
because the director, Ivan Reitman, was like, I've never done a movie of this magnitude. He's like, so how do you handle some of this stuff? So I think he said he had someone with a big ass straw just blowing real hard at these cards to make them like flicker up. <laughs> or even Chris, you're talking about the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Like the very first screening, they didn't have, they didn't know like how they were going to accomplish that, but they needed to get test screening done and, you know, have the audience watch the movie. So they didn't even have the Stay Puff Marshmallow, Marshmallow Man in the first screening. So people were confused. They're like, what are we supposed to be scared of? Like, what is it? And they were like nervous. They're like, oh shit, like we have a big ass Marshmallow Man. Like, is that even going to work? Or is audience yeah. going to like take this, you know, so-called villain, you know, in a good way? And the first like real official screening, like with the CGI in it, do they got so much like cheering like people were like holy shit like they were so amazed by the cg and like the special effects and the practical props that they use for this movie that yeah the movie was an instant classic the first time it was uh it was released mm -hmm. i love the just the marshmallow in general so you're saying that they when they watched it the scene was just the same scene but there was no marshmallow man it was just empty so people were like running from a ghost exactly like they're running from nothing because it was a test screening you okay. know they you know how movies do test screening so they didn't have that ready by that time and there were cons i think they did the movie which was an, an absurd amount they needed to have it done i want to say like in less than a year and wow. like you said there's all these special effects in this movie and they were just scrambling to make this work and yeah it's, it's crazy how it all came together in the end to to still be such a cult classic these days yeah i think if it was the movies that made us i didn't watch that one but i watched another one and it it was like you learned a lot about your favorite movies just behind the scenes type shit and all of the actors brought so much to their characters like each individual character man it was just oh, made yeah. it like a even more believable kind of story about something that's kind of preposterous you know like ghosts everywhere in the city and shit but mm -hmm. first one is with the uh with sigourney weaver and it's like zool i believe from yeah, ancient Samaria. Yeah. yeah. And that used to be fucking scary as shit too, man. Honestly, for me <laughs> as a kid, like seeing the fridge open is just some ancient fucking ruler in there like Dude, was wild that, that scene is still scary I, what i love about this movie is there's comedy but there's also a lot of horror aspects to it like that scene where she's sitting on her little like couch and like hands pop out and like they grab her and it's mm. almost it's almost like exorcist like you know mm. like demon like you're like holy shit and like you said dave like that scene as a kid scared the shit out of me man and she's like sigourney reavers obviously a great actress play that part or play that scene perfectly like she legit was like seemed like she was like terrified you know i mean yeah. who would who would yeah, it yeah. be and then you have like uh vankman who's like a ladies man or like player dude and he's been trying to like hit her up the whole time when he goes back and she's just like completely transformed <laughs> yeah bill murray kills it in this movie <laughs> that he improvised a lot of his lines and i and i feel like you can kind of sense that in the movie like a lot of the shit he says i'm like nobody wrote that that was bill murray just fucking off the top of his dome saying these lines and Dude, that's so cool. so funny the fact that he's allowed to do that like you can get paid as an actor to just go on stage and be like yeah i didn't i didn't read the lines sorry but i'm bill murray i remember too in that movie man where the first what the first paid job they get is when they're in the hotel right, right. that whole scene too is just really good like you're just on the edge of your seat the whole time they're walking around yeah it's really absurd kind of of how they really get into the job like they're professors at a university bill murray just 
kind of a crack professor, not really giving the university much worth. And then they obviously go into, you know, business for themselves and Egon being the brains of the operation, creating the proton packs, the traps and everything and just how they pull that all together. And, you know, we got to see Slimer for the first time, which was an, uh, an excellent scene. Mm-hmm. You know, he slimes mm-hmm. Peter and, you know, that famous line, he slimed me. You know, it's just <laughs> so comedic and just really well done. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Slimer, Slimer had that mix of being cute, funny, kind of, but he was gross and creepy at the same time. It's like they, they found a median for that. Oh, yeah. Do you guys remember <laughs> the fucking Ghostbusters cartoon as well? Oh, love, love that cartoon, man. That cartoon was so good, man. I had to bring it up, especially when we mentioned Slimer. He kind of had more of a playful role in the cartoon. But Mm -hmm. Rick Moranis in this film was so good, man, at just playing like that guy. I remember even as a kid, like it was so believable where you're just like, he's such a like nerdy dude, but he's just throwing this like rager in his apartment, man. And then you just feel so bad for him. What happens to him with the role that dog chasing him or the gargoyle demon dog chasing Mm. him. That was another aspect of this film growing up that used to scare the crap out of me, dude. Things turned out okay for him. Kind of. Yeah. I loved (laughs) when he, he gets possessed and you know he's the the key master and he has the it looks like a like a what what would you call it like when you rinse out vegetables uh like a strainer on his head (laughs) you guys got a favorite ghostbuster mine was always egon yeah egon egon's very uh donatello very donatello yeah (laughs) 100%. Just chill. I, I'll have to jump on that that party wagon there and say, yeah, I'm down for Egon. I would definitely hop in the uh, party bus with Dr. Peter Venkman, who's my favorite. And I already <laughs> know we would have a case of beer waiting Is it the party for bus? everybody. Uh, their vehicle is called Ecto-1. Yeah. Ecto-1. That's Isn't there an Ecto-2 eventually as well? I know uh-huh. in the cartoon, Ecto-2 was there. They had like a airplane of sorts. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. But um, for me, my favorite, of course, Bill Murray, man. Peter Venkman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good choices. I like Winston myself. I think he's yeah. the definition of cool. Winston yeah, was that's true. very cool. Have you guys, just a little sidetrack here, but have you guys seen, like, I was never aware until I saw him on Joe Rogan, but Dan Aykroyd, that he's just, he actually really is and his family has been like into the paranormal activities and uh extraterrestrials and stuff man he's all about all of that stuff mm-hmm. like big time did dan Eckert have anything to do with ghostbusters like getting it started a, or producing i think he's a writer for like it he, yeah he, it's uh written by harold ramus and dan Aykroyd. Oh, uh, okay fuck yeah and again from the netflix series largely because of dan Aykroyd's, you know past his family being into paranormal, he wanted to do something of that sort. So he teamed up with Harold Ramis to write this movie and superb job. Yeah, fucking cult classic now. So I want to ask you guys this. You guys seen the second Ghostbusters movies? Hell yeah. Most indubitably. What are you guys' thoughts on the second one then? Like, do you think it lives up to the original being such a classic box office hit? I will say, I almost feel like we come from a biased point of view. For me personally, just because I might have even seen the second one before I ever saw the first one because we were just so young, you know, and they were both already out. So, so 
it's kind of hard to like compare them for me. I like I almost like them equally personally. I would say that the second one is not quite as good as the first, but it's definitely a great film. You know, it, it lives up to the first for sure. You don't watch it and be like, oh God, why did they make this sequel? They went off the rails. I, I thoroughly enjoy both of them. I felt like Ghostbusters 2 was like a little darker. It still had that comedy aspect to it. But to me, Ghostbusters 1, the, 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 the marshmallow man, that's just so iconic and was so different and weird, but also amazing. Just but, knowing that he was delicious. Yeah. But also <laughs> in, in the second movie, you get the Statue of Liberty walking through New York. Ah. Though I think the State Puff Marshmallow Man was more iconic. Um, but for me, obviously Ghostbusters 1, original, I think always is going to be better. I think it's just a better film in general, better writing. And, you know, the guys coming off of Caddyshack and, you know, S to now, it had a little bit more of that flavor. Mm. Whereas Ghostbusters 2, from what I read, they wanted to make it more of a, of a family film, which you can kind of sense that in watching that movie. But even though the first one is better, without a doubt, I felt like I always enjoy the second one just a bit more. When did I think, it come out? Uh, that movie came out in 1989, so five years later. Yeah, so like Dave was saying, we probably, there's a good chance I might have even seen the second one before the mm -hmm. first one. I want to I wanna say I did too, and I honestly think that Vigo, the villain in the second one, is a better villain than, yeah, yes. than Zul slash Gozer. Yeah, mm -hmm. in the first one. That painting that painting, dude. Yeah. Is terrifying. Yeah. It's so terrifying. The, I want that. I want by that. The scene painting. with the baby too, man, just like climbing out of the, mm -hmm. oh, the window. The, yeah. That used to yeah. scare me. One of my favorite parts of that movie, the toaster scene and the Jackie Wilson songs playing. It's just bouncing on the yeah. the table. I always thought that was a really just funny scene. And of course, Bill Murray makes that scene too with all of his jokes and stuff. So mm -hmm. you guys have a favorite part from the second movie? A favorite scene? I want to say it's at the end when they're at, they're at the museum. Is it the museum or someplace that has the painting and shit's just going down and like the baby becomes possessed for a minute? Right. That part was pretty crazy. Oh, um, yeah, I thought it was kind of just a pretty intense scene right there. How about you, Steve? Uh, favorite scene from Ghostbusters 2? I can't recall Ghostbusters 2 that well. This is a, a Ghostbusters 2 secret of the ooze. <laughs> I know. Something <laughs> like that, right? I just remember something with the ooze. But I remember that uh, the when the baby, then the the stroller gets carried away, like you guys had mentioned earlier. That's uh, yeah, that's what stands out the most for me. One part, I think Alex kind of already touched on it. But when the it's Vigo again, sorry for the bad guy at the end yeah. of the movie where they're like kind of failing a little bit, he's just holding the baby, dude. Yeah, that always sticks out in my mind because it just like makes your heart drop like, to your stomach, man. Yeah, thrilling, thrilling moment. Yeah, the guy who they got to play Vigo, also, like, when he came to life, he was pretty fucking scary mm -hmm. looking, too. It'd uh, be cool to have that picture hanging in your house somewhere, or like, <laughs> in your bathroom, and somebody's just like, oh, my God, dude. Like a 12-foot pa painting of it? Just staring down at you. If somebody doesn't know what it is, just lie and be like, yeah, it's my great-great-grandfather. Uh, it's my, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say one of my favorite parts of the movie even as a kid and I, it kind of came back to me from the second movie um where the ghostbusters they're in the mm -hmm. they're in the sane asylum and the mayor is like all right he tells his you know right hand man you know 
gave me the Ghostbusters and that guy was the one who put him in in there. He's like, oh, they're not available. And he like kicks him out and he looks at the sky and it's getting all like crazy. And he looks over to the other guy and he's just like, somebody get me the Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you see them coming out, they're getting dressed, the music starts playing. I just remember as a kid, I'm like, damn, yeah, they need the fucking Ghostbusters right now. Yeah, man. So uh, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, man. Still fucking love those movies to this day. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. That was a lot of really good talk on just a classic movie all around. But um, let's go ahead and change gears here and throw it to Al for a little two-second tunes action. Ooh. All right, guys. Let's do it. Who wants some two-second tunes? 80s. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Hell yeah, man. Two-second tunes, you only got a little bit of time, baby, go. Two-second tunes, you only got one, two. All right, shout out to Chris Figueroa, the newlywed, who brought up the idea of 80s edition. Hell yeah. Because Ghostbusters came out in 84 and 89. So two-second tunes, you know the rules. Hopefully listeners out there, I always repeat it, hope it's not annoying. Two seconds. I'm going to keep it short this time, I think. And guess the <laughs> artist. <laughs> guess the title of the song. And if you guys have any other fun facts or anything, we'll throw some points your way. Sweet. All right. Any questions? Let's roll. I'm ready. Here we go. Journey. Journey. Don't stop mm. believing. Ah, yeah. Damn. Good job, guys. Came out in year? what year? 82. Close. I would say 85. No. 84. <laughs> 1980. 83. 19, Steve? 81. 83. 81. Oh, okay. 81. And Fig, you were going to say something. I was going to say, anytime that song comes on in like a bar and you're drunk with your friends, it's just it just gets you to that next level. Mm-hmm. My sister and her husband got married and mm-hmm. they played that. And it was like, I remember one time I was with them and my brother-in-law was like, yeah, that was so sick. He's like, just all your best friends and like family around you. And we were all just singing that song. He's like, that was probably the best moment of my life. And my sister's like, yeah, you only have three children, but yeah, that yeah. was the best. It's like, well, yeah, that's a It was too. awesome. He's like, you know what I mean? Shout out to those two. And that was a great wedding. I remember that. But uh, points all around, David or Chris Fig. Might've got that it's one. combo. Combo. Yeah, I think combo. little two-timey action right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, round two. Good job. Keep it fresh. Two seconds. Uh, uh, Whitney Ken- Houston, I want to dance with somebody. Ooh. That good is correct. Uh, I, love I, was, it. I like that song a lot. I was thinking Janet Jackson, but Whitney Houston, yeah. Mm-hmm. This song is pretty good, guys. We can't deny it. Little fun fact, this is my go-to song in a bar that you can put on in a packed bar and it will get everybody. Like the girls start and they sing, but then you'll look around and see like dudes like doing a tune. It's like without fail for all you listeners out there, throw Whitney Houston on in the bars out there if you really want to get it popping. So we know Dave's a big fan. So Dave, what year did this come out? I want to say 86. 85. 85, all right. Um, I don't have it. Actually, written down, <laughs> so we're gonna go back to our studio. So um, YouTube right, videos have produce- that shit, dude, but this one doesn't have it. Uh, we're gonna get back awesome. to you on that. <laughs> Don't take just take my just take my word. We're gonna get back to you on that one. So good job. 
I really want that to happen. And we have a fan come out and just be like, you guys are idiots, man. It's 1985. <laughs> All right. Keep it going. Round three. Uh, Wham, wake me up before you go go. Nice, nice Steve. Damn, nice. Great job. So the, pro- the, the producers are in my ear, and uh, that Whitney Houston song was 1987. Oh, so, great. A little yeah. later in the 80s, but okay. Yeah. That's what he had to say about that. <laughs> Just reminds me of Zoolander. Zoo- oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely. Dude, that oh, music oh, video. The gasoline. Yeah, yeah. he's just like you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm Japanese and now a high school student, but this song is a lot of fun and cool. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the coolest uh, comments. That I've is ever a heard very of. nice comment from uh, Toki Yuri. Cool. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's a wholesome, wholesome comment. That was a good job. Good job, Stephen. I'm not Japanese, nor am I a high school student, but I can really relate with that guy. Yeah, and I, I. I want to have um, have a drink with that person. <laughs> whoa, bro. He's in high school. Oh, whoa, whoa. That was 10 years ago. <laughs> Sorry. Context. My bad. All right. Round four. I didn't ask what year that one came out. And I closed out the tab. So we're going to get back to our uh, producers in the back. It's a, they're saying it's definitely in the 80s. 80s. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. We're sticking to the theme of the 80s. That's good. Uh, round four. Stepping it up. Two seconds. Michael Jackson, Thriller, Billy Jean. Billy Jean. (laughs) This was a tough one. Michael Jackson, Billy Jean. Good job. Not a tough one, obviously, but close, man. Thriller. I don't think that was in the 80s, dude. Uh, Thriller has to be in the 80s. Thriller was 80s for sure. Are you sure? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe it, but also, I don't know. Guess how many views this freaking music video has? 200 million. Oh, shit. Close to a billion, I would say. One billion, 78 million yeah that makes sense i meant you didn't let me finish 200 million times whatever (laughs) whatever would get to that to that number yeah i was like you said (laughs) this one this so there's only two type of dancers one michael jackson two others that's it i thought you're gonna say two shitty dancers (laughs) two (laughs) shitty dancers Um, one michael jackson two chris brown (laughs) i did see the michael jackson cirque du soleil show Highly recommend it, but there was just one part where they did what I only can describe as the reverse moonwalk. And oh, damn. It was dope. Yeah. That sounds cool. That sounds really yeah. crazy looking. Reverse moonwalk. So just walking forward? <laughs> yeah. He's just walking. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> He's just walking. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Blew my mind. Uh, round five. Here we go. John Bon Jovi. <laughs> Living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. Yeah, John Bon Jovi. Yeah. Is it John Bon? It's just Bon Jovi. I don't know. Uh, is it John Bon Jovi, the yeah. the band. We, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. You got it. Living on a prayer. Official music video came out in 1988. Lower. Four. Higher. Seven. Six. 86. Ooh. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how I know these things, man. <laughs> Warmer, closer. <laughs> Clocking in at a crisp 847 million views. So yeah. not too far from a billion, too. It's another classic, though, for sure. Oh, it's- man, you should see their hair in this, man. Just <laughs> 80s rock hair. This is a song, too. Like, um, it would have been really cool to know, like, 
being like at an age where when it first came out, you know, this was just like hearing it. People are like, this song's so sick. Just like partying, listening to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, it wasn't hard to pick some of these songs, y'all. There's too many. We'll have to do round two, round three of 80s songs because oh yeah, there's too much. All right. Nice job. 1986. Okay. Nailing it up. We got two more rounds to go. So this one is another classic that you all love and your parents probably love as well. 52 million views for this music video. Here we go. Beefy Love Shack. Love Shack. (laughs) You got it. Love Shack, baby. I wasn't supposed to play the part where he said that shit, man. But we would have got it. We would have got it anyways. (laughs) Okay. Correct. B52's Love Shack. And I'm convinced after watching this music video, they're talking about having an orgy. Like at a, at the Love Shack, pretty much. Like it's a house Hell, that yeah that pretty much you go and everybody's getting it on. What was your first clue? <laughs> uh, the B fifty twos. Love Shack. <laughs> I know I might be late to the party on that one. Um, by a lot. Back in nineteen, doesn't say. The song was originally called Orgy Shack, but they couldn't get rid of it. So <laughs> yeah, so like, change it. They're like Orgy uh, Shack. Oh baby, no, Orgy, Orgy Shack. Shack came out in 1980. <laughs> Orgy Shack, baby. <laughs> Orgy Shack, baby. What? Uh, what year? What year do you think it came out? 83. Higher. 89. 89. Oh damn! Wow. Nice. nice. I only knew that because it was close to 69. Oh, there you oh. go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it only fits. We're like, bang, bang. <laughs> yep, B-52s. Good job, y'all. B-52s was a good poll, Fig. You went right for the artist. I had to go for the title. Yeah, I like that you guys did it. We're just tag teaming tonight, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Tag. I know you guys are you guys are on you guys are on fire. Okay, last round, guys. Winner take all. Uh, Beastie Boys. Oh, no yeah, sleep pipe for your right to party. No sleep till Brooklyn. Pipe to, for your right to party. Beastie Boys, you gotta fight for your right oh. to party. Another as soon t- as you said Beastie Boys, I knew the song, dude. <laughs> Is it uh, 88? 87? Sorry, I, uh, I paused because I was gonna have you guys guess more, but 86. 1986. Yeah. Oh. Another uh, tag team, Dave. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shit. We 64 need to go play some trivia together, man. You guys have been spending too much time in the Orchy Shack. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> on the I need door. something. I need I need something to hold on to when I'm in there. Dave's hair is real long. <laughs> oh, well, this pot is getting very sexual. <laughs> From one one side to the other, dude. Oh man. Chain. <laughs> oh, here's a God. here's a comment for you. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. When I was a kid, I thought the Beastie Boys and the Beach Boys were the same group. I just thought they were musically diverse. Yeah. LOL. Yeah. These guys oh, are man. so talented. That'd be one of the coolest bands ever yeah, to go from that sound to and then transform into the Beastie Boys Holy sound shit. over time. They just like made a hit record with every changing music genre from, <laughs> oh, man. from the Beach Boys time to Beastie Boys. That'd be crazy. The Beach Boys in the 80s were like in their 60s just doing hip hop. <laughs> and killing it too. Being like, <laughs> yeah. That'd be dope, man. Dressing it- the same Adidas and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that's it, guys. Good job. We'll go back to the tapes, talk to our producers and find out who won. I think David and uh, Chris probably tied it right I think there. We split. Yeah, we you guys definitely tied points. for a second. I got first. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, that's Chris, it. Chris should win just for knowing the year that uh, Love Shack came out. That's literally the, the only thing I knew of all of Steve, uh, Steve and Chris came in with some ones that Fig and Dave were pretty silent on. So, Ooh, yeah. Mm. Steve got Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Take a couple solos. Take it to the tapes, like you said, man. Everyone matters. Yeah, dude. Uh, solid selections, man. Really good uh, choice of music. Thank you. Shout out to uh, you for bringing up the idea. So next time we'll do... Uh, I'll talk to Steve, but... Maybe next time we'll do some uh, spooky stuff. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Take it away, Dave. No, I'm just playing. Hey. I'm sorry. I, I, I should don't know where I I'm taking went, it, but I, I'll take it. I should have went oh. with it, but I didn't know what I was doing. You fellows want to roll into a one has to go. Hell yeah, I'm down for that. Rock it. What you gonna pick? Don't pick no stupid shit. Because one has to go. All right, fellas. So I'm going to keep in the theme of the 80s. So I want to ask you guys, what is one of your favorite cartoons from the 80s? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I knew you were going to say that, Dave. I knew you were going to say that. Dude, more than meets the eye, baby. Transformers. Ooh. Oh, very, very good. Classic, classic. I, I don't know, yo. Come back to me. I was going to say Happy Days, but I don't think that was out in the 80s, was it? <laughs> Well, it's not a cartoon. Yeah. Oh, cartoon? They edited it out. Yeah. I just heard show. I'm sorry. Dude, I can think of another (laughs) really good one. I hope someone says it. Mine is going to be Go Go Gadget, Inspector Gadget. Ooh, Inspector Gadget. Great show. You, uh, because I didn't want to rehash mine because mine is the Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters cartoon. So I was going to say either Inspector Gadget as well or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mm -hmm. but since they've been both taken i will stick to the real ghostbusters cartoon man okay i've found my my choice and it was muppet babies oh muppet babies i understand i probably will be voted off the island but (laughs) wish that you were there (laughs) um just because i didn't have much experience with them i was gonna vote fig off but now i'm gonna have to go with muppet babies man i don't think i've ever i set myself up what really i don't know man Muppet Babies. That yeah. <laughs> uh, I, watched, uh, I watched Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons is also good, but... You know? Tiny Toons was great. Um, what, what was the, the lady's name who would come in and would always just show her, like, her like calves? Nanny or something. It's like nanny. her nanny. Yeah. nanny. You'd only see her uh, her legs or her arms. You never saw her face. Yeah. 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 She wore those like green striped like socks or stockings. Mm-hmm. She was like a witch, actually. Yeah, she was. Uh, <laughs> For whatever reason, she, it used to give me like Ronald McDonald vibes. Like if that was his wife or something. I can <laughs> see that. Um, So to me, Muppet Babies is classic. Like I said, and I was going to pick either Inspector Gadget or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sorry, Chris, but I'm going to have to go with Transformers. Mm. Oh, man. This is so hard, man. All of these are classics in their own right especially transformers it's really hard to, for me to vote that one off but shit man ah <laughs> uh, i i as much as i it pains me to say i think out of all of these i would probably vote 
Ghostbusters, man. Ooh, you're talking it up so tough earlier. I know, Ooh. but that's what that's how tight this is. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we have one for Transformers, one for Muppet Babies, and one for Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think I actually watched the Transformers cartoon. I watched the movie, which I uh, loved, but the actual cartoon itself. So I got to go with Transformers. Mm. Oh, see, Transformers was a staple for my mornings in childhood. I didn't watch a lot of Turtles or Ghostbusters, but I loved Ninja Turtles as a cartoon. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna say Ghostbusters. Ooh. It's so Sorry. hard to say it. It's so hard to say it though, man, because it's just I as know. worthy no. as and it's in the theme of the the, the pod. Oh, that's okay. So there's two for both, right? There was two for Transformers, right? And then two for, two for Muppet one? Babies. Well, I two, did two for Ghostbusters. Oh, oh Ghostbusters. and one for Muppet Babies. Yeah, <laughs> one for Muppet Babies. All right, fuck yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I guess Ghostbusters and Transformers both stay. So, all right, hey. next next question, guys. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll change my Muppet Babies to uh, Ghostbusters. You can get the fuck out. There you go. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Round it down for the team. All right. Also, no one said G.I. Joe, so shame on all of us. Mm, I saw, yeah, that was a good There's one. Well, I man. mean, isn't He-Man too is like another 80s cartoon? Oh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, Chipmunks, Ooh. Gummy Bears. Yeah, Ooh. Gummy Bears, dude. All right, Ghostbusters. Uh, even You're the theme of this episode, so you get a mulligan, so you're safe. So next oh, question. What, what is this, <laughs> man? <laughs> nah. Not only right. are we getting them off the island, we are sinking their goddamn boat. Now. Like, <laughs> <burn it down. laughs> All right, fellas. So Ghostbusters cartoon sadly is off the island. Uh, but I have another question for one has to go. So keeping the theme of Ghostbusters growing up, I thought that'd be such a kick-ass job. So I'm going to ask you guys, what is another fictional job from a movie or TV show or even a book or a comic book that you guys would like to have? I'm going to kick it off and say, I would love to be a man in black. Oh, hell yeah. That opened up okay. the floodgates of thoughts, though. I'll jump in and I'm going to go ahead and say, I want to be a motherfucking dream thief, son, from Inception. <laughs> dream thief. Oh. Damn, that Do is they a good one, bro. Plant some ideas oh. in people's heads. I'm a dream robber, yo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we talk about them a lot, but I would like to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle as my job. Just fucking okay. fight crime and eat pizza, dude. Pretty sure you get paid in pizza. <laughs> yeah. Get uh, old school handies from April too, man. You know, yeah. it's not a, not a bad gig. Win-win. Hard shell uh, turtle, you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, I am a hard shell turtle with a hard on <laughs> turtle. Oh, turtle. It, it was supposed turtle. to be an innuendo, man. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, uh, I'm, I'm talking about a, a hard oh, yeah. green penis. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about, guys. He was making a, a sexual reference for all of you out there. <laughs> <laughs> for all those uh dumb listeners out there, you're not dumb, but all I'm right. gonna have to say, uh, Indiana Jones, all the way, y'all. He's just like a, a crucial. Crusading archaeologist, badass. treasure hunter, treasure hunter with a whip, and he's also mm -hmm. like a professor. Dare you say a death whip? <laughs> a a oh. laser whip? Oh. Laser death whip? That's where I got the inspiration. So that's my future, where I am like Indiana Jones with a razor whip. Nice. Where man. I kill nice. myself. <laughs> Fuck, I don't even have one. Uh, uh, it's not really too fictional unless, uh, I mean, but I'd like to work at the uh, amusement park or a theme park, but Jurassic Park. Ooh. Hell yeah, that's a fictional job. Uh, so Jurassic Park, 
just don't yes. die. Like in, in their peaceful years, you know, Jurassic World, they're open up for like a while. So okay. <laughs> he's the guy that <laughs> sends information to somebody else and gets killed in the end. <laughs> All right. What yeah. would what would you do in Jurassic Park, Steve? What would your job be? Um, kind of like the whale trainers, uh, like the Shamu, but with the, the monster yeah. sword. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were going to say shoveling uh, triceratop poop, but that, <laughs> that one's better. Oh, yeah. I would, uh, I'd probably be like a churros vendor myself. <laughs> All righty. Who wants to uh, kick things off? I'll start it off with uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, if I was a churro vendor at a Jurassic Park, then yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with that one. I had no idea. Come on, man. All the free churros you want. Um, But I don't know. I think they're all pretty dope. But I guess maybe Jurassic Park 2 because it's dangerous and everybody dies in that scenario. So (laughs) getting picked up by a pterodactyl or something. No, we're talking about those like smooth early couple months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what if you... The guy in the shadows. What if you were off that day and you didn't get killed? Oh, imagine the people that are just like, oh my God. Yeah, I've seen all the Jurassic Park um, documentaries, you know, one, two, three, Jurassic World. <laughs> and dude, the, the crew always dies, man. They, they don't get paid out well afterwards. So. Uh, uh, Chris Pratt or Sam McNeil didn't die. You mean Chris sure. Evans? They also <laughs> just weren't, like- they weren't selling churros, brother. <laughs> Steve's a tra- Steve's a trainer. He's the he's the main star of his story. Hey, um, Chris Pine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He's he's uh he's Chris Farley. Or, I'm just, uh, he's, he's just the <laughs> crane operator. Of, I just lowered the goat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> that's it. That's a that's a pretty cushy job. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna say. I guess I'll jump on this bandwagon and the Jurassic Park off as well. Even though it's it's my favorite answer to talk about right now, but <laughs> do we get <laughs> free tickets to the park for working there? Because I could be persuaded to change my answer. Again. Only one of these you see dinosaurs. That yeah. is true. That Shit, is you probably true. get a season pass, bro. Um. Well, I guess there's already three for Jurassic Park. As cool as it would be to be a Ninja Turtle, I don't know if I want to be a ninja turtle i'd like to hang out with them and go back to my own home where i'm not living in a sewer <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like i'm, I'm gonna go home now guys, we so. put like a couch where, down there <laughs> tv where i'm not surrounded by human feces while i chow down Free on pizza, pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that rat guy is giving me a uh, the awkward <laughs> eye it's like oh, it just he just looks like that <laughs> very lonely in sewer <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All righty. Well, Jurassic Park, you're on the, the boat with Ghostbusters. So uh, one more. Do you guys have another one you guys would like to throw out for a one has to go? All right, guys, I got one last one for us. Um, what about 80s action movies? There's a lot of dope ones. So I'm going to start it off with Predator. Oh, damn it. That was mine. Well, <laughs> I'm going to jump in before anybody else says something. Sorry. And say, yippee kaye, motherfucker. Ah, that was Ooh, mine. Second one. <laughs> Die Hard. Hey. And I was afraid somebody's going to say it. I'm going to hop on it. Someone had said Indiana Jones, but Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. Okay. It's a very hard decision. So well, very I'm, I'm going to take one that I know will be safe in Steve and Fig's book and say Top Gun. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you guys took mine in order. <laughs> I say I feel the need, the need for speed. <laughs> yeah. oh. There's some good ones, though. Now I got to look. Still, there's a there's two right, more that I would do, pick uh, at least. Um, Hasta la vista. 
baby. Yeah, oh, there we go. How do you Terminator? Big, oh, yeah. That's a big nice. one, dude. First, first Terminator, right? It's the only yeah, one that came out in the 91. 90s. 90s, right. This is a extremely hard decision, but I think I'm going to have to go Top Gun. Oh. Sorry, Goose. Okay. I've still never really fully watched that film. <laughs> just, just for the record, you see more of a Goose than a Maverick to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I'm sorry, Dave, but out of all these movies, I don't know actually a lot about Top Gun as I should, which means I need to watch it. I feel that. Um, I'll say the same about Die Hard, man. Um, I for sure have seen it, but I don't think enough. Like, you know, I know it's a really great you know, franchise and series, but Die Hard, I know is great, but I think it's one of the ones I've seen on the lesser end. So I'll go with that for my choice. Okay. Well, Dave said it. So uh, Top Gun's definitely safe with me. And uh, (laughs) we'll come Top Gun too. I'm telling you, you guys are going to be eating your words. It's going to be an amazing (laughs) movie. Uh, I got to go Die Hard as well. I... Such a big franchise, guys. Come on. Top Gun 2, you're saying? When Die Hard has like five movies. <laughs> it, it needed five movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Top Gun 2 looks very cool. I, I agree. But come on. All right, I love so, Die Hard. It's the best Christmas movie. It is. So yeah. good Christmas movie. Is it is it down to somebody? Or I haven't voted yet, so I'm just gonna throw Die Hard into the boat, <laughs> dude. You should have known, dude, right? You picked Top Gun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. I'm not mad at it. You all picked really good, really good choices. This is a really hard one. So, but uh, one does have to go. So we have the Ghostbusters cartoon. What was the second one? <laughs> yeah. It was a big franchise. Ghostbusters cartoon and oh, Ge- it was the job. Turtles. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No one wants to fucking fight crime anymore. Yeah. The uh, RoboCop. We missed wait, RoboCop. Yep. 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 And then and then Die Hard. Wait, wait, Ninja Turtles got voted off? I thought it was something else. <laughs> yeah, oh, was Jurassic, Park. Jurassic oh, Park. Uh, sorry. Oh, so, we, so we do want to have uh, turtle dicks. We decided that. <laughs> 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 All right, so Die Hard joins the boat with the Ghostbusters cartoon and Jurassic Park job. So sayonara. But uh, on that note, fellas, another great episode of Things We Dig. Until next time, later days, my friends. See you later, dudes. Goodbye. See you next time. Once again, Boston makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>